We city folk can all too easily commoditize nature. We'll say that we want to take a trip to see the snow, see the leaves change, or see the super bloom. And so we do. We pack up our bags for the weekend, get our nature fix, and a few days later return to our urban lives. Not that there's anything wrong with that, philosopher Jerry Seinfeld would add, because one of the purposes of nature is indeed for us to enjoy it. But reducing creation to one-off experiences or to a bank of resources exclusively for our consumption, these mindsets distort the majesty, the beauty, and the complexity with which God created nature. In our first reading this morning, God is giving Job a little bit of a talking to, and as a part of that, he gives him a tour of the complexity of creation, asking Job if he knows why animals give birth at specific times of the year, how they know when it's time to leave the nest, why some animals are wild and shy away from cities, while others are domesticated and even help us with our day-to-day -day tasks. We classify animals according to all these attributes, nocturnal, migratory, feral, and tidally refer to it as zoology, noting that these animals do this or that, yet never really getting to the answer as to why. That why points us to the mystery of nature because we will never understand why there is such profound beauty. Profound beauty like hiking up a mountain minutes before sunset and watching the light blue sky transition to an explosion of reds, oranges, and yellows, all as the dancing silhouettes of birds join us in celebrating this beautiful moment. Rugged rocks, grand canyons, and rushing streams, their stories of how they got there are too long to tell, and their beauty too grand to ever reduce to a photo. It's a mystery set before us by our creator, a foretaste of the splendor of heaven. But nature is not just about beauty, it's about sustenance as well. Our gospel this morning reminds us nature is God's nests that he made for us. A complex nest in which the ravens will fly as they will with the faith that God will feed them. And how the lilies of the field produce colorful splendor all with full confidence that God will give them the rain and the sun they need. They do this by delicately participating in the <laughs> beautiful system of creation, all to the delight of their creator. St. Francis, the saint whose feast we celebrate this morning, was no stranger to the beauty of creation. In fact, we're told it was his favorite place to pray. And I suspect that from time to time, God used nature to teach Francis lessons. Maybe Francis saw a mother bird feeding her chicks, 
to remind him to always be gentle with those who depend on us. Or maybe he was wondering if change is something that is really possible. Only moments later to see what was a slimy green caterpillar emerge from a chrysalis as a majestic orange butterfly. Or perhaps Francis, like me, had a dog who wagged his tail and jumped up and down every time he got home. A reminder to always be ecstatic when a loved one enters the room. Because what's better than reminding those dear to us that their presence is such a treasure in our lives? Francis loved animals because in ways they can be icons of the simplicity of how things are supposed to be. Incredible teachers who are an antidote to the manufactured complexity of our lives. They are such a blessing to us, and that's why today, in Francis's namesake, we bless our animals. It's our way of thanking God for all the ways they remind us of how we ought to be, and what's possible when we stop worrying and put our faith in God.